Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Part of the Grand hello, Design. Hello. What's up, Aiden? How you doing, man? What's up, man? It's a good day, as always. Yeah. I, every day we record, it's a really good day. <laughs> We're joined in here by one of your friends and first-time guest on the show. That's true. Mystery guest, will you please introduce yourself? I am Nathan Jessup. It's good to uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> Have you guys gone to church together? I mean, how did you meet? Oh, goodness. Mm. That's when a, did you become aware of each ago. other? That's... I... I don't remember. I know we we were very much connected by a mutual friend, Tristan, and we we still yeah. very much are. Yeah. Um, by Tristan, I don't. The f- the first time we met, I I recall we were um it was elementary school, and every morning, you and I would wait together for breakfast mm. out in the cold, and mm-hmm. we talked about the most random stuff. And I'm like, this Nathan guy, he's pretty cool. <laughs> and then one of these one one Brown of the days, <laughs> yeah one <laughs> one of these days, uh one of those days you looked at me and you're like, you have green eyes, you know, out of everyone I know, you're most likely to be a wizard. <laughs> I don't think this guy's interesting now. I remember that. Yeah. The, now we're what, friends. What was that? What was that elementary school? What was the name of that again? It was Dyer. Dyer. You, you remember that they, there's like a state rule where you, they kept the doors closed, right? Yeah. But they're only allowed to, they would only let kids in if it's below zero. It was like a yeah. state law yes. or something. Yeah. And it was always at exactly zero. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, no, we're not going to no. let them in. And we're no. freezing. Freezing cold. Yeah, Jenna did this. Jenna was yeah. a year mm-hmm. behind yeah. you and yeah. same thing at Dyer. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I, uh, I, people can still freeze to death at zero degrees yeah. or especially when you, you know, you're not smart in middle school and you bring like a small jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not smart. What is it with all these people with very tight, small sweaters <laughs> and ripped jeans? I, I sound like an old man. Why you is do. everyone so clumsy? Well, you're supposed to be a high jeans. schooler still. And you're just like, I'll tell you what, these kids in their ripped <laughs> jeans. <laughs> these dang kids. Like everyone is so... I don't know what it is. Clumsy. If you're breaking their jeans. You so know what I often. think is a fun story to tell? What's a fun story? The first time we met each other. Oh, do when you remember you... how that went? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great story. <laughs> the oh my first gosh. time you came to Campus Life. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I this remember was last this. year. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. Aiden brought a friend, yeah. new person to Campus Life. Let's go. And I warned you. He's like, <laughs> he's slightly Catholic. Or w- yeah. was it Catholic? Yeah. Something yep, like yep. that? I pretended to be a Catholic. Yeah. yeah an but, extremist Catholic. But I was just going to say, not just a regular old practicing <laughs> Catholic, yeah. an extremist Catholic that was very, very interested in debating <laughs> all sorts of topics with me. You guys should reenact the conversation. <laughs> I don't oh, even yeah. remember what it but was. You said hi, and he's like, <laughs> what did so you say? I said something like, so why should I become a Protestant? Yeah, we we coordinated that <laughs> me and me and uh, Aiden and then I threw a bunch of bogus Bible verses at you. I remember. And you uh you very much corrected me on the, the out of contextness <laughs> of all of them. So Jesus is not in fact a vegetable. Yeah, got even crazier. It's like, so what's you know, dead serious. Yeah. So what's your belief on vegetalianism? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, What? What the yeah. what the is that? Is it is it true that most Protestants don't believe that Jesus was actually a vegetable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then great. I and then I, I named that verse where it says Jesus is the vine or something. It has nothing to do with vegetables. Yeah, so can, you can imagine here I am ne- neck deep in all these insane questions and I'm just thinking, who is this kid? <laughs> I don't think you even knew his name. No, but. I know. Because I said hello no. and he said, why should I be a Protestant? <laughs> 
<laughs> I brought out the uh, yeah. the Bible and then we, we argued great. over that. Only to find out this was all a ruse. A joke. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I appreciate that very much. So, but I, it does beg the question, is that how you started? Like, were you raised a Catholic? No, 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 no sir. Um, I was. I, I pretty much, yeah, yeah, I... I think it would have been interesting to have been raised a Catholic, but I I was raised in a very Christian home, mm-hmm. uh, two loving parents, two very knowledgeable parents. Um, I would say for for most of my life, though, not particularly interested in mm-hmm. the whole Jesus thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, why would you be? Like, you know, video games can give you so much more than Jesus and religion can. Like you said, Mario um, is far more interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But apparently a tool of Satan. So Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I I I kind of completely like you'd go to church and everything and I, I saw it as a big part of my life, but it really it really wasn't. Mm. And I can I can remember one specific turning point. Yeah. And it was YouTube. I, I was really I was really like Christian radicalized on YouTube. Wow. Um, and that was, I remember the exact video. It was Mike Winger uh, and evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, I I took a per- personality test mm. forever ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it said, uh, said, you are a very argumentative person. No. You value people by, uh, by argumentation. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, but, um, but uh and I and I sort of I recognized this throughout my life mm-hmm. I would have conversations with people about Jesus and you you're supposed to evangelize and all that sure and I was getting absolutely curb stomped in in arguments like this yeah uh, absolutely curb stomped because I wasn't really paying attention to the arguments I was not very convinced and I was at a point in my life where I thought Jesus was probably true mm-hmm. but I thought, I should probably believe more on just blind faith than I do that I should evidence Got it. or reasoning on that. And it was really a blind spot for me because I, I sort of viewed Jesus as this, oh, maybe he exists, but there's no way we can really prove that. And, um, and then I stumbled upon um, apologetics, uh, which is this amazing like world I had never seen before Mm -hmm. you like I I don't what what do you what do you think about I would say most church services probably avoid apologetics typically yes it's it's not a very like well looked into or really I didn't even notice that it was there well certainly not on a typical Sunday service or from the pulpit yeah no I mean I would I would classify most sermons today as like self-help mm-hmm. kind of sermons, which is good. I mean, we, we need those. Depends on the church, but yeah, yeah. A, a large, uh, a large amount of churches out there are definitely doing more of comfort yeah. preaching. Yeah. How yeah. can we um, improve our lives or improve our relationship with Jesus, which, which is important. There's a, there's a necessary need for that. For sure. But I was never exposed to apologetics at all, which was for me, probably the most important part, mm. right? Mm. I could have seen in another world, I probably would have been a very angry atheist, if not for, I mean, when I, you know, one specific video, yeah. and I was like, wait, there's evidence for this, <laughs> and it blew my mind away. Yeah, and um, I am obsessed now with with apologetics a little bit. 
and it's it's sort of kind of like enraptured my whole life now. Yeah. Is specifically apologetics. My parents are like, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Stop talking about this. Who's your who's your go-to? Oh. Because there's a lot of okay. you know. I love, 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 love Mike Winger. Okay, uh, well he was right. he was the guy who who started it all for me. Yeah. I would really love to go and do like talk to um Blanking out the name, he's a professor, Gary Habermas okay. from Liberty University. Okay. He's amazing. He's this uh, cool guy. Frank Turek is amazing yeah, on YouTube. Like if you've ever, yeah, sure. yeah, I think everyone loves Frank yeah. Turek. Have you ever seen James White before? James White, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Very, uh, I, Calvinist. Yeah. Uh, Presuppositional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. James White is probably the best debater for Christianity right yeah. now. Is what, what What was it the... The Catholic uh, apologist was saying that he he's the greatest Protestant wow. uh, advocate on the planet wow. right now. Okay, was, was what was said about James I had heard that. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with it. I mean, he's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, amazing guy. I don't agree with him on everything. No, no. no. And uh, this is, you know, this is going public, but he's uh, a li- maybe a little bit mean with with some of what he does. Yep. Um, and I I think maybe that's not. I'd say there's two types of debates, right? There's mm-hmm. public debate where the point is not to convince the other person. The mm-hmm. point is to convince the audience. Yep. And then there's private debate, which is attempting to convince the person you're arguing with. Right. Do not steal James White tactics for private debate, mm-hmm. which is what most people are going to be doing. You would want to do that mainly for public debate and probably maybe not even for public debate because it's very aggressive. It, it is. And it's so, it's like a cage match between, <laughs> you ever watch the, yeah. like the Sola Scripturis debate with him and mm. it's Mark's, Mike or Mark something, who's a, a very important Catholic and it is, it is a cage match. It is such a back and forth cage match. So let me ask you this because I think there are, and, I'll, and I say this coming from a place of someone who loves and values apologetics. I've read a number of books. I enjoy watching videos. I haven't mm. seen a couple of those guys you mentioned, so I'm going to go back and look at them. Okay. But is that is apologetics sufficient enough in itself in that some people believe that it is? Is it just a matter of who has the most facts being the one that is right? And can you just yeah. through the delivery of enough facts convince somebody to change their mind about Jesus? Well, um, I would I would say right now, I mean, we were not even, Aiden, we were talking about this in the car not 30 minutes ago. Yeah, sure. um, I, I would say most people now do not want facts and arguments, mm. really. They want feelings yeah. is is yeah. mainly what people are, are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, very sad to see, my dad. It is, it is very sad to see. But like 100%, if Christianity is not true, mm-hmm. then I'm dropping it. <laughs> I think like I yeah. you know it like why why would you believe something that's purposefully false? Yeah. There are millions of people today who believe in I asked a person just the other day it's it's like do you believe that your beliefs are actually true or do they make you feel good? And they told me it makes me feel good, so I'm going to stay with them. Yeah. Um I I'm a very I'm not going to say analytical, but a very like there needs to be sure. evidence for that. And I think apologetics is focusing very specifically on the people who want arguments for for, for Jesus sure. is it's a very niche. No, it ministry. is, and, and I think I think to a certain extent it's part of the equation. I think the part of the equation that also is necessary is the movement of the spirit, right? And uh, so for sure, you know, you I've seen people. There's this guy that goes around college campuses, right? And he, in, this was in a book. It was written by another apologist that he was interviewing in the book. And so mm. I can't remember the guy's name, but 
he's saying there be so many times where I'm on campuses, I'm talking to somebody, and I will literally answer every single objection and question oh, yeah, and that the person care. could have. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he'll go, okay. And they'll literally will say to him, oh, you've, you've literally answered every one of my questions. He goes, great. So you're ready to become a Christian? And they'll say, no. <laughs> what? Because yeah. it would mean too much of a change in my yep. life. Yeah. Right? And so sometimes, like, apologetics can deliver all the facts, but yep. without the spirit moving in that person's heart, yeah, those two things both have to kind of work together, yeah. right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For God to open their eyes, because we're hardwired to reject Christianity, right? Yeah. I mean, that's we all come out of the womb <laughs> rebellious, the world. right? Yeah. We're all rebellious in you know in innately, so that's our that's more common, I should yeah. say. So without apart from the spirit, so I, I love apologetics. Yeah, it's got to be combined with with ultimately God moving and working. Oh, for yeah. sure. You know, um, prayer and all of that, and the the Holy Spirit is 100% going to do all the work. Mm-hmm. Um, like apologetics is great, but even the best apologist can't answer every single objection. Yeah. Like there's crazy objections out there to Christianity, like Jesus is a mushroom. Um, <laughs> I'm not joking. That That's oh that's for real. I had a, I had a buddy yeah. come up to me the other day and he says, well, what if all of the, the apostles were just doing drugs? I have, No, I've what? heard this. I, I think uh, Joe Rogan propagated yes, that. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> That argument, right? That they were all on on hallucinogenics or yeah, or, or mind altering yep. mushrooms. The guy who wrote the book, he yeah. was a he was one of the only atheists who was working on the Dead Sea Scrolls, and he's like, oh, the the mm. secret here is that all of the you know all of them were on drugs. Right. Like, so you take the one outlier of all yeah. the people working on it, and you go, <laughs> yep. oh, this must have been. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But even that carries with it a presupposition, right? Because the people that will read that guy's book and listen to it had already determined beforehand. Well, mm-hmm. miracles aren't possible. Supernatural stuff isn't possible. Yep. So therefore, this is the only reasonable yeah. explanation. Yep. They, so that's, yeah, they presuppose naturalism, exactly. which is which is insane. Like, exactly. um, so that's why it makes sense to them. They go, oh well, it's got to. Yeah. They have to have been on yeah. drugs. It gets <laughs> it gets really difficult having to explain what could have happened with the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there are there's like five different main arguments for what happened to yeah. Jesus in his resurrection and none of them make any sense. Yeah, like the like the <laughs> like twin theory, you the know twin, about that one? Yeah, Jesus had a secret twin. A secret twin yeah. that he didn't know about yep. and then everyone found out about it yep. 3 days after he died. Yep. There's so many you can poke holes in that so easily. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, in other ones that they that they move the body. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. Or swoon theory. Yeah, the swoon. Th- yes, that he wasn't actually dead. He just had passed out. Right. Yep. And then he resurrected himself, which which doesn't make sense either because all the Romans were trained killers and <laughs> yeah. like yeah. yeah it it gets difficult trying to explain. No, and it's interesting specifically that it was that that evidence for the resurrection itself that is what kind of set that light bulb off. Oh, for you sure. Know. Because the resurrection is the linchpin for the whole thing yep. retroactively. Yep. Yep. Right? Because if if Jesus didn't resurrect himself, then he wasn't who he said he was. And you can't listen to anything he said, and he affirmed the Old Testament, right? And so yes, sir. but if he is who he said he was and he did resurrect himself, then everything he said about the Old Testament is true and that like it backwards proves the rest of it. Does that yep. make sense? Like, it does. So yeah. once once the resurrection is proven to be true. Or yep. not true. It either all falls apart or all comes together. Yep. It's the linchpin holding the whole thing, which yeah. is just incredible. Like to see how God works throughout the Bible. Yeah. Like obviously, there's uh, it's prophesied about Jesus' death and resurrection in the in the Old Testament, yeah. and it's just incredible to see that that He puts like little clues about what's going to happen. And even Jesus said to His disciples, um, "I will die, but don't fear, because you know you'll you'll see Me again." Pretty much. And the disciples were like, 
what does he mean? And then like we know <laughs> e- we know everything and it's yeah. just so incredible to see that. It's like a, it's like a a puzzle that it's it's like a spiral but it all works together. It's it incredible. does. It's just constantly yeah. proven over time that we know absolutely nothing. Right. right. Exactly. I mean even the people that spent 3 years with him were just like were you paying attention to to literally? I mean he was right next to you. Mm. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like still seems so clueless at times. You know this Jesus guy, it's like they it's like they ought to start a religion or something. <laughs> you know? Like, Right. Yeah. Man. Well, so that's interesting. Okay. So apologetics has played a big part in your faith journey. Mm-hmm. Pro- probably pretty much the only thing that maybe not the only, I shouldn't say that. Sure. Like the main thing that has really guided me towards Christianity was apologetics. And Nathan, you have told me in the past that if apologetics, you know, if you didn't go into apologetics, you don't think you would be a Christian. I don't think I would. No. Uh, I think God put a specific YouTube video at a specific time Absolutely. that totally changed the course of my entire life. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> it was really amazing for me. That uh, that was really fun. Right. To know that God is in control, even of things like algorithms and yeah. what <laughs> whatnot, right? And go, yeah. you know what? This is the one that's going to pop up next, right? And yeah. That's, that's fantastic. So how long ago was that for you? That was, I think I was in eighth grade. Okay. As was what I, when I think that, that that popped up. And you're a senior now? And I'm a senior now in oh. high school. Yeah. So what's the plan for you? I know every senior hates that question, but yeah. what's, what's coming? <laughs> and if it's, I don't know, that's okay too. Yeah. I, I'm planning on going into the Coast Guard oh, um, great. for a little bit. And then I want to be an apologist. Um, probably maybe not going to happen really like the apologetics route, but something yeah. in ministry is the that's awesome man the goal yeah that's incredible so, man so my grandfather be... was in the coast guard really during world war ii oh Whoa. yikes yeah. holy <laughs> I cow i know but there's some amazing stories he there knows. yeah it's great I, I love i appreciate people that serve in the coast guard that, and it's yeah. so rare that you find someone that says specifically why yeah. the coast guard oh yeah yeah uh it it was 100% a YouTube video that <laughs> you're joking. Bro, um, joking. There, uh, I'm not joking. Uh, sadly, there, I, love it, I watch way too much YouTube, but uh, it's, it's like this, um, it's this YouTube video of like in the coast guard, there's this unit, I think it, uh, it's called maritime mm. response team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you get all these guys, they're dressed in all black and they're going up and down on this little, little dinghy. And then they get on top of a boat and they, they get on a boat and they like, yeah. And it's like, Oh, that looks so awesome. Bro. And then I realized that most people won't do that. And I probably <laughs> don't want to do that, but, uh, be a radio operator or something. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, I want to go into, um, it's a uh, gunner's mate is hopefully okay. is right. so deal with guns and weapon systems and, uh, fix stuff like that. And you know you've got a great name for the military. <laughs> yeah. Right. I. I. Yes. I I'm can't, aware. I can't imagine you're not aware of yeah, this. Yeah. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> it's like literally. Oh, yeah. That yep. character's name is Nathan, Nathan R. Jessup. Jessup. Yep. Yeah. And so I remember the first time you told me that you were your name, I was like, "That's crazy!" Because it's my favorite movie of all time. Really? A few good men. Okay. Like of all time, the fact that I know somebody named Nathan, Nathan Jessup, Jessup is my favorite thing. Okay. I mean, it's just amazing. It it, so. it, it is a lot of fun with. Um, I mean. 
I mean, only really like above the age of 30 or 40 people Probably know no. yeah. what that movie is. But I like I had a gym teacher who recognized it once. He's like looking through the doing attendance on the first day. Yeah. And like, Nathan you Jackson. Can't like, the what? Truth. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, you ever, okay, this is like, you're pretty big into movies. You got a, yeah. you got another podcast that does bad movie we do. reviews. Yes. Okay. Which we will never talk about a few good men on that show. Oh mm, yeah. No. It was a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but check this out, right? Mm-hmm. Every single movie, if you've got a Nathan character, mm-hmm. it's almost always the bad guy. Really? Almost always. There was, I, I noticed if you've ever watched, it's this TV series, it's like Chicago PD. Yeah. Chicago PD, because I started to count because it got ridiculous. There's like seven or eight bad guys who are Nathan, and they're all like rapists and burglars and murderers. Okay, and you know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it means that whoever writes that show was wronged by somebody yeah, named Nathan. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. Stole his girlfriend or something back in yeah. high school. He just hates everyone named Nathan. You ever read a book, it's like Nathan is such a bad guy name, and it's wow. so common. Just... Keep that in mind next time you see a character in a movie named Nathan. It's always the bad guy. Always. That's interesting because everybody that's named James in movies is always like the butler, right? You know? <laughs> 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 that's like, to the park, very James. Good. Very good, sir. Very good. Oh, like Goodness. <laughs> Everyone yeah. named Aiden is like obsessed with mixed nuts. <laughs> What? That's so specific. It was like a TikTok <laughs> thing, but what? everyone named Aiden is such a nerd. And yeah. like that is so not a trend. You're making this up. I have no, no idea what you're talking no. about. If you go like on TikTok and look up like people named Aiden do this and they're like all Boy Scouts eating mixed nuts, and I'm like, <laughs> I loved mixed nuts. Oh okay, you, you do. Yeah. Are you a boy I scout? Do. I'm no. Well, Ooh. buddy, it's well, time to sign yeah. up. <laughs> Ooh, a little late. <laughs> but you and a bunch of 11-year-olds, just yeah, like we were talking about I, before. I love 11 Six-foot 11-year-old. Yeah, right. Well, Nathan, before we wrap things up here, I always like to ask people, you know, you're a Christian in a public school, which is sometimes a difficult thing to be, especially a public mm. Christian. And I don't know, you tell me how public you are about it, but... What is something if you had to, you know, talk to an incoming freshman that's worried about maybe how to live out their faith in a public school mm. forum? What would you tell them? What would be your advice to them? I, I, you know, I would say first of all, that's a great step that you're even considering, mm-hmm. like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is difficult with being in a public school because it is 100% they're like um, very anti. Christianity, mm-hmm. um, you know, we need to uh, destroy all public schools. Well, that, was, that was a joke. But. I'm like <laughs> seeing where but, he's going with this. But um, <laughs> but I, I would probably say when you're talking with others about your faith, mm-hmm. um, I think that this is kind of the lost art of Christian, you know, apologetics or Christian like communication mm-hmm. is the importance of questions mm. when talking with people. Uh, trying to convince people. Jesus asked, I think it's 307 questions in the New Testament, and he answered like three. Yep. You go like, Jesus, who, who should we pay taxes to, Caesar or uh, or God or whatever? I, I forget what it right. is. And then Jesus goes, well, whose head is on the, the, the coin? It's like, yeah. nabbit, Jesus, you just answered a question with a question. Oh, he does that all the time. You, yeah. yeah. And Who do like, people say that I am? Yeah. yeah. nabbit, Jesus, stop giving us questions. It is it and, again. But it's, it's important to use questions when communicating with people. This yeah. is this is something I've, I've gotten, I, I read this in a book and I'm like, I've started to notice it a lot now. Even when you're arguing with some, someone about something that's not Christian, mm-hmm. using questions is amazing. Oh, you yeah. talk, you ask them 
what are their opinions on it, and you can use questions and guide people with questions to Christianity, to Christian assumptions. Oh, yeah. Don't make—I would, I would say this. When you're arguing with someone, mm-hmm. don't, don't consider it an argument, but consider it a discussion, mm-hmm. and then never make statements. Never, ever, 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 ever make a statement. Only ever ask questions. Yeah. Um, occasionally, a statement is useful, but just cut down on your statements, because you'll say something like, oh, well, did you know that you're arguing about something random, yeah. right? You'll bring up statistics or facts. Don't do that. Ask questions of people, and that leads them more to Christianity. Yep being laid back, literally take yourself and just relax, your body breathe, posture. take your body posture and just sit back yeah. and relax. And more people are willing to have discussions about mm-hmm. faith and spirituality now than I think ever before. Yeah. It's still a question of how do you unclench a fist, right? Do, do you exert as much force to unclench it as you do to clench it? No, you simply just relax. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And people especially about this subject, are like clenched yes. fists, right? And Sometimes. people want to talk about about religion because they're yeah. starving for it. Oh, they for want sure. it so bad. I would ask questions like, I think one that really gets people is, do you have? Do you feel like you have a purpose in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, most of them will say, no. Uh, do you feel human life is valuable? Mm-hmm. Why do you feel it's valuable? Uh, that gets into like more of the moral argument. Mm-hmm. You ask stuff like, why do you think murder is wrong? Uh, that gets people into the moral argument because this idea of a, a objective morality. It's right? yeah, because yeah. they have to argue that objective morality exists, but there's no thing behind it to guide objective morality, which yep. is insane to believe. It's mm-hmm. it's like a round square, um, <laughs> and and uh, just just recognize everyone really wants and needs it, and Jesus is alive and moving, yeah, and amen. he's using you. And it may not be instantaneous. Mm-hmm. There are friends I have prayed for for years of my life, and they are so far from God, and they mm-hmm. just keep seeming to be getting farther. But you're you're throwing out seeds, and you may never see the the production of those seeds. You may never see them actually come to faith. But uh, planting seeds is our job here. Yep. And you're you're only inside of the Christian movies are you going to get someone who just mm-hmm. snap your fingers, they come to Christianity. No, look, we're in the faithfulness business, not the results business. And we yep. tend to focus on <laughs> we tend to focus on yeah. results and we won't know the results of our labor until we're in heaven, right? And then yep. I, I hope God will show us at that point, right? Look at the ripple effects. But in the meantime, all we're called to do is to be faithful in what we do. Faithfully yep. do it. Faithfully do it. Leave the 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 sowing and the reap or we're sowing, leave the reaping to God and yep. the results to God. And that's that's all we can do, yes, right? Sir. What do you think, Aiden? I mean, that clears a lot of stress, you know? (laughs) Like, we, it's not like we have to see the results, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's comforting to, like, if we do our work, God will do the rest. That's right. Yep. Well, Nathan, I appreciate you. It's really hard for me not to say your full name every time I talk to you. Nathan and Jessup, thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, part of the Grand Design, man, we appreciate you sharing your story with oh, us. Thank you for you. Yeah, Thank no, you for course. having me on. And Aiden, it's a pleasure as always, every of time. Of course. Can't wait till next time. Man. Oh, yeah. 